for an uncivilized discussion about faith. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Barbarian, Barbarian Prophet. Oh, welcome to another episode of the Barbarian Prophet. I am your host, Bert Eldridge, and I am joined today by a very good friend of mine by the name of Jeremy. Go ahead, introduce yourself. What's up, everybody? Jeremy Shear here. <laughs> Hope you guys are having a blessed day. Well, Jeremy has uh, been with me on past episodes. He was on with me a few years ago when we did a Veterans Day set up, and uh, you you came through just so powerful. Uh, that was one of my most listened to shows. It was so long that we had to break it into That's two right. shows, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, which is fine. It went. I thought it went awesome that we uh, went ahead and did that, and so. Uh, so first of all, what have you been up to for the last couple of years? And don't tell me you were doing two years. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. It's like, uh, with the COVID mess and everything, you know, we just kept pushing through, uh, family and business and it, it it's all just been great. It's been a blessing. Um, you know, one of the biggest things I would say that, that we've gone through is three days before my home loan, uh, to build a new house was supposed to uh, close. The bank pulled out. I live out in the prairie, you know, and uh, the banks sometimes are real funny about building a land when there's no electric water or sewer, right? So I told right. uh, my wife, I said, you know, what if we just sold everything and built the biggest garage you can think of with the cash and put in the well, electric and septic, and moved out there? And she's like, I'm not living in a garage. But a few weeks later, you know, we've been together 32 years. I learned about planting a seed, right? A, a couple weeks later, she's like, well, maybe that'll work out. And uh, You do know so she's going to listen to this that's show. That's okay. She's she's heard me say it before, and she knows it's the truth. As long as I speak the truth, I get a pass, I think, at some point in time. Well, but, you know, uh, what is, I had been out there when you guys were yeah. living in the trailer. And right. uh, you're, it was actually a pretty awesome setup. I've had so many guys be like, yes, this. Absolutely. And it, and it's great for a while. Right. But long term, you still want a home. For sure. So two years, we lived inside the camper, inside our garage. Had like a little must fake living room, dining room, all that set up. But we moved in, built our house, moved into it in July. So now I have the garage to build our next adventure. So well, and that's what we're here today to talk about. Right, right, right. So let let's uh, open that up. So uh, now you you have played music in numerous different churches in this community since right. I've been here. You've helped me out several times yes, when I've needed help, uh, and uh, we've introduced things into poor poor <laughs> Lutherans that they're like, "What the heck is going on there? What's so those your, are drums? Yeah, what is with your crazy drummer down there?" <laughs> And uh, so all that is awesome, man. But so now you're starting an adventure, though. Yeah. Uh, at your at your home at our house. And so let's do it. I mean, I want to yeah. know uh, the the first of all, what is it called? So it's Worship on the Prairie. Uh, you can find it on Facebook at Worship on the Prairie. Um, and so I kind of got to give you the whole story. So when COVID happened. Um, a lot of churches closed their doors and went to an online version of church because nobody knew what to do. So we're not pointing fingers at the churches. 
we just felt like this is a time where we're supposed to take a step back and go, well, what are we supposed to do? So Shannon, my wife, she, you know, she got into the word and she was just reading like, what are we all commanded to do? And, um, for a time before we moved out here, we went to a church called church of the Messiah in the Dayton, Ohio area. And, uh, you know, they, they taught some deep stuff. And I think it's why I'm bald. Cause I just couldn't understand it. You know, it just like blew it just, over my it head. burned your hair it off hair is what off. it did. But I it mean, was your really, brain expanded so much. It pushed all the hair all out, roots, just pushed them out. But, uh, but there was so much joy in this church and happiness and celebration. Every Saturday night is when we met and, um, there was just so much celebration and it really, really touched us. So, um, when she was, was reading the word, you know, she found out, you know, we are supposed to honor the Sabbath. Like that's a commandment. Like we're we're supposed to take a day of rest, and um, so we looked at it and came up with you know what what did some of the traditional Jewish and Hebrew things do? Because we're not Jewish, we don't have that background. Oh, Our, you're grafted in. We're oh yeah yeah we are grafted in. So yeah. you are Jewish. I just mean it from the fact of we weren't raised in the culture. We just had a little bit of sprinkling. On us when we were at Church of Messiah. You were saying you, know, you still ate bacon, aren't you? I eat it like it's my job. I would eat a bacon steak. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. I'm sorry. But, but no, it's good. That, that actually introduces kind of where we're going. So uh, what we did was, you know, we found out what some of the original, you know, um, what people did in Jewish times or back, back in Jesus' time. And that's what we tried to, you know, kind of replicate without a legalistic traditional sense so shannon starts preparing for the meal every friday and uh she we've got candles she bakes a fresh bread we buy a bottle of alcoholic wine non-alcoholic wine alcoholic wine and um we have our immediate family and friends family that come over every friday night and then we also try to invite a new family to get to know them so we actually started doing that January of 21. So we're at two and a half years of hosting families on Friday nights at our house. And um, so where did worship from the prairie come from? So let's get that. So a couple of years ago, several people from the Casper area went to Colorado to Red Rocks Worship Night. And we were there. And in the middle of the concert... Um, Philip Derby reminded me the other day that he believes it was Jeremy Riddle that was on stage and stopped. He stopped the concert. Right? Okay. And then and, and he said, Hey everybody, if you look over the amphitheater, the Red Rocks, you can see the surrounding Denver area. Right now, let's lift our hands and let's pray for all the people in that area. You're gonna get thousands of people, Red Rocks. And in that moment, like I just felt like our property uh, here in actually Evansville and BB Brooks Ranch, it overlooks all of Casper. That it does. And I felt like God said, do this in Casper. So it really planted the seed that somehow we're going to provide worship on the prairie, be able to look at all of Casper and pray for, for our community. And I'm a community guy. It's real important to me. So that's kind of like where the whole idea and concept of uh, tactically putting worship in the prairie on the prairie into place. Right. Now, uh, so 
Now, let me make sure that I got this right. You guys do this every Friday or every Saturday at this point. Which is it? So we we meet every Friday night at 6 p.m. Okay, now tell me why you do that. So the Sabbath originally was Saturday. Um, Sabbath day, Saturday. Yeah, that's we, never changed. Yeah. Just and, so we're all on the right, same page. It hasn't changed. Uh, years ago, there, uh, you know, some of the research Shannon did was in uh, the Catholic Church, there was some changing of things, and they uh, kind of started doing things more on Sunday. But, yeah, I think it was Clement. I'm trying to remember which one. They made some changes. Made it some was changes. not the Bible making the it changes. It wasn't the Bible. The Bible doesn't change. It's the truth. So um, from Friday night at sundown, which we just call 6, even though it's pretty bright now, right now it's well, 6. Well, they, didn't have, uh, <laughs> they didn't have daylight savings time with Ben Franklin. <laughs> so we basically um, observe the day of rest from Friday at 6 to Saturday at 6. And uh, we we do it the best that we can. Um, I'm a small business owner. There's days where I got to go out and work. If it snows, we plow snow. So I got to plow snow. You know, but we really do our best to observe 24 hours of rest. And um, so that's why we do it on those time frames. And what's coming is uh, since we moved into the house, we were been able to finish the inside of the garage and we built a stage and have been acquiring some instruments and sound stuff. So we're going to have live music once a month at worship, at our house, Worship on the Prairie. And uh, right now we're looking at it'll be the second Friday of every month. Shannon went through the calendar here just recently and found that there are like no holidays. There's nothing this year. There's nothing except that, Good Friday. Except for Good Friday. Which, sorry, I got a, I'm hooked. Got right. Well, Good Friday is our target day to have our first event. So, um, April 7th, 6 p.m. Right now, we've got about 50 people that have RSVP that are coming. Uh, and, um, you know, a, a couple things that I feel like I, I just want to make clear. Worship on the Prairie is not a church. Yeah, I, it's, I, I, it's we not, were going to cover that for okay, sure. Sure. Because that is, that is definitely not what's going on there. That is a, a collective of people coming together to celebrate the Lord. That is uh, not a church. It's not a church. And it is a time of rest and worship. That's right. And, uh, you know, the other thing that uh, I think you and I can both make clear, because I've discussed this uh, numerous times with numerous people, we have a tendency to confuse church and Sabbath as having to be the same day. Right, exactly. And uh, and you've been in my church on uh, Sunday morning where we recognize that uh, it is how we are starting the week. Mm-hmm. That's why we literally do liturgy because liturgy is the work of the people. I love it. And so it is how we begin our week, but our end week, end of the week should be exactly what you are doing. And it's like... <clears throat> Like our agenda, because everybody's like, well, what's the agenda now? Wait, right? you have you an agenda? <laughs> you No, I haven't heard that about no, you, but no. everybody always, they wonder what I'm, what my agenda is here. Right. I, I just like to talk a lot. <laughs> I, I have those moments myself. But the agenda is this. We're not Christians on Sunday. We shouldn't be. We should be Christians seven days a week. And what we hope is to inspire other people to do something of the similar with their community, with their family, with their friends. And, you know, it, it's not super costly to host a dinner. Typically, everybody in my family and friends, uh, they'll either 
bring some food. And it's even to the point to where, you know, some of our friends are like, we want to make the meal. Like, so Shanna, all she does is bake a bread and relish tray and set the table. She's not having to prepare the meal every Friday. She was there for a long time, but people are, you just find that people get inspired. Like, they want to give back. You know? Well, and that that's a part of living in the kingdom, yep. is uh, that we start to become true family with one another. A lot of people talk about it. Very few people actually do it. Yeah, and that's just kind of what we are trying to do. We're trying to be a model for anybody else that, has a friend, has a family, right? What What if they don't have a friend? Can well, they, they come anyway? All they got to do is get a hold of us, and we will put them. We'll put <laughs> we'll, them in place. We'll give them direction, and they can grow a friend. That's right. You know, and it's like, you know, one of the principles that I feel really strongly that I have tried to really abide by, uh, and I can't say that I know I can tell you clearly I didn't always abide by this, but something since we moved to Casper. That has just been a foundational value and belief of mine is listen and do. Like if you feel like God's telling you to do something, just do it. Don't question it. Just do it. It may sound silly. It may sound whatever. Just do it. And, uh, you know, an example of that just recently was we built a stage. And as a drummer, you always need to have a rug underneath your drum set. Because when you're hitting that bass drum with your foot, it pushes the drum away from you, which to typically also hold some toms. So having the bass drum and the stool, what we call the drum throne, on the same carpet, it keeps it from being able to move. Right. So did you You didn't lock it all into place? You didn't put any rubber down or anything? You went ahead and went with carpet? Went with carpet, but I was out there looking at the stage, and I was just really just thanking God for being able to do what we're done. And I felt like God said, don't go buy a carpet. Put it out there. I'm like, okay. So I put a post out and said, I know this sounds weird to some people, but I felt like God asked me to ask anybody on here, if you got a carpet that meant something to you that you don't know what to do with, get a hold of me. In like three hours, a person reached out to me and said, I was just thinking about this carpet that's in our storage facility that we need to get rid of. Would you take it? Absolutely, right? As long as it's from your heart. And it's just those kind of little things. Of just listening and doing, you know? Right. And that's, uh, he does uh, set us up all the time. <laughs> and uh, the other thing is, he tests us to see if we are going to pay attention. I completely believe that. And, uh, you know, the one thing is for sure is that there are times that we get so uh, wrapped up in doing it ourselves that we forget that he wants to provide. Yep. And not only does he start to provide, he. Uh, starting to reject other people's, um, oh, what would be the right way to put it, rejecting their blessing for you is uh, robbing them of something God has asked them to do. Right. We got to be very cautious with that. I agree. I mean, it's like you're almost just denying his opportunity to bless you. Because when you bless someone, I believe when you bless someone, you get blessed in one way or another. You just... Uh, good things come to those who give first. I just believe it. I've I would agree it. with that. So, uh, so you've started to put all this together now. Uh, I was there during uh, Sukkot, right? And uh, that was last fall. Yep. And you and you had the Sukkot uh, set up in your front yard, the tent yep. or the tabernacle. Yep. And uh, oh man, you had a stack of people there. 
Well, I tell you, you know, that's just another thing. Um, Shannon had connected with, we're into like dogs, like AKC dogs and all that kind of stuff, right? So we volunteered at the AKC dog show here in town. And Shannon met some Christian folks that, um, uh, some of them attended Hebrew Roots and, you know, different, different things like that. And anyway, she made a connection with them. And then some of them also go to the same school as my, my boys do. Uh, Calvary Academy, and uh, they just called Shannon like a week before Sukkot, and somehow they came into contact. I don't want to get it wrong, but they said, you know, hey, we've got everything for the Sukkot Festival but a place, and she says she felt like God said, offer our place, and it wasn't done, and if you know Shannon, having somebody at her house where the construction's not all done, like it just, it's it's one of those things that, that bug her, but she just was at peace with it. So in one week, we ended up having about 60 people from eight different churches that we know of, maybe more, came to the house. Uh, we built um, the Sukkot tent. Uh, Philip Derby went up on the mountain and cut some fresh uh, aspen trees, and it was all natural. Everybody brought something to decorate it with, and uh, they brought me, They brought food because, you know, we don't, we're not, weren't set up at the time to, to host all that food, and we had a grill going, and I was grilling meat. Anybody that brought meat, I grilled it for them if they want. And we had live music, and um, what was so cool was there were several people that attended that were musicians themselves. So we just said, hey, do whatever you want. So we had like two or three different guys playing on my drum set and two or three different guys playing, you know, I think guitar and singing. And it was just a true sense of just free community of strangers. Right. Like some of them knew each other. Some of them didn't. It, and Shannon was just commenting last week on how she, cool she thought it was that she would look over and like you were just surrounded by people and you guys were just freely just sharing your faith. And we're all from different denominations. Oh, yeah, totally. What? Or non denoms or whatever. Well, I'm going to tell you something else that's come out of that is I have, uh, I ran into a person that night that I had preached in their church once, and they were Methodists. They were Methodists at the time. Uh, and there had been a there had been a split. She explained the split to me. <clears throat> and what ended up happening was she said, uh, you know, Bert, where are you preaching? And I told her, and she goes, I'm going to send some of them over there. I have consistently had this little collective. I never get a chance to talk to them. They float in after I'm down front. They float out before I get a chance, <laughs> but I know that that's them guys. And, awesome. uh, so, uh, but I noticed it gets, it started with one guy mm-hmm. and now he has like a, about a half a dozen guys there or gang gals, you know, right. and, uh, they just keep growing. But, uh, you know, when you make connections where that, where you can tear down that barrier, uh, because there should be no barrier between us with Jesus Christ. Amen. We're all, we're all on the same team. We all know what the same ending is. And, uh, you know, um, the thing that that's a super important part of what we're doing is that everyone feels free to just mingle and connect at their own introverted or extroverted level. Unless they run into me and then they are, even if they're introvert, they'll end up talking because I just can't help it. It's just the way it works. But, you know, the other great thing that happened in there is sharing in food for starters, but dancing there was a huge dancing thing oh it was incredible and if if you guys want to go back and and look somewhere maybe i'll post it uh i'll I'll, I'll repost some of it but but you know for a week leading up to the actual sukkot festival 
many of the ladies and children and me and some of the guys, you know, as we could with work, they all got together and they spent the week together leading up to Sukkot and they had meals together and the kids played together and they, you know, they practiced some of the Hebraic dancing all week long and, uh, and they did it and it was cool. And, um, it was just once again, what I was saying about like Church of Messiah in Ohio, there was this celebratory feeling and that's what was happening you know, at Sukkot. And that's what we want to happen every, you know, once a month when we have, you know, people at the house. We just want you to celebrate and worship on the prairie. You know, one of the things that really hit me hard last week, I think we all can kind of be affected by, like, the commercialism of everything. Everything's marketing. Everything's this. And I'm taking that out of worship on the prairie. We will not have worship on the prairie t-shirts. We will not have worship on the prairie hats. We worship on the prairie is what we do. Where are we supposed to get our swag, man? Just, just I don't know. Give it to a nonprofit. Buy, the, <laughs> buy a mission hat or buy a True Care hat or buy a whatever you support hat. Right. But it's like I really want to bring home the fact that there's not going to be any logos. There's not going to be any sales. Uh, we're not a profit. We're not a nonprofit. We're not an entity. This is just my family sharing our home with people to say, we are supposed to come together and worship the same God. Let's do it. Absolutely. And, you know, that is one thing I love about it. But also the sheer fact that um, it, it's a good example of things we probably need to prepare ourselves for okay. uh, as Christians. I mean, uh, you know, what we see going on in other countries, etc., is people so focused on being in a church and then that they're part of the church is right. Yep. And uh, so that causes splits. Yep. And what we really need to be focused on is uh, instead of who's right, it's uh, is just celebrating and worshiping God and uh, learning to listen and move. Cause you do have uh, quite a collection of other musicians that show up there, but you also are like, Bert, you're going to give us a word. And I stand up and give a word and you pick the next guy and he gets up there and gets a word. It's a beautiful thing. It's, yep. it's uh, whatever the Lord has laid on your heart. Uh, I'm going to, I will have a little fun with it here and say, it's like the old hippie days <laughs> yeah. where you're like, dude, let's just totally do this. And that's right. You know, everybody snaps their fingers and we all celebrate the uh, poetry. Well, you know, uh, you know, just to be clear, because there, there have been some questions or just whatever, you know, people question people. That's how it goes. But it's like, uh, I'm not a pastor. I'm not trying to be a pastor. Pastor's a person moving flock. It doesn't have anything to do with degrees or anything else. Amen. Uh, so I would disagree with you on that. Okay. But you go ahead. I, I guess I'm just trying to say from the traditional sense like I'm not trying to lead a group of people other than the fact of we are reading scripture word for word and we are offering the opportunity to sing and dance and just say what's on your heart. You know, um, we want to be an ancillary part of whatever church you go to. We're not trying to pull you away from your church. What we're trying to say is that we should be worshiping seven days a week. So every day I read a chapter of the Bible online. We all talk about it. I mean, I've said it myself. Oh, I don't have time to read the Bible. Well, I'm making time. If I can read the Bible for four minutes to five minutes a day, either hop on and watch it, get on the, get on the, in the book and read with me. And I hope it just inspires you to get in the scripture more. 
Absolutely, and I think that's fantastic. And, you know, even when you were saying, like, uh, the situation with the pastor, that is what pastors always were for years and years. I don't know where we shifted this gear to where it became about managing a church instead of pointing people towards Christ and, and helping build them up and support them. And I truly feel that that's what we need to continually to return to. And um, uh, that is a very, I would call that a very old Orthodox way of looking at how church is supposed to be formed. And when I say old, I mean like in about the first and second century Mm -hmm. to where it wasn't about who was in charge. It was about... um, I have this information in which the Lord has given me right. and everybody going, yeah, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, that's what it's supposed to look like. You know, and, and once again, you know, Shannon had said something to me a couple of years ago and she was uh, recalling Francis Chan, which was the leader of like a mega church. Right. And he had made a statement that just really stuck with me. And he had said that one of the reasons he had left his big church was because it had shifted from an organiz- organism to an organization. That's absolutely right. And, you know, the other part of that is, is I can tell you, even with myself coming out of jail, mm-hmm. I was excited to meet Christians. Yeah. Okay. Because I had been reading the Bible. Right. So I was like, hey, man, I always thought all these guys were a bunch of idiots. <laughs> I am want to meet Christians. I cannot wait to meet Christians. Yeah, yeah. And I went to my very first church and went, Hey, where are the Christians at? And, uh, you know, Francis Chan, when he often says that he, or I remember when he, he gave a talk about that and he had his Bible open and he said, I want to find the people in here. I don't want to find the people. I want to be the people in here. It's what he says. And the whole thing is I, I had made up my mind a long time ago and Christy and I ran a house church for years and years. And people kept always trying to give us money. We're like, we don't want money. And yeah. they were like, well, let us pay for this. I don't want that. I don't want right. any of that. Right. I mean, it was a long time before the Lord called me into a church building. Mm-hmm. But I still am a firm believer that what things like what you're doing, that is truly the church in motion. And uh, isn't that the other ones are wrong? Right. They're Correct. doing their thing too. They have their, they have all their stuff going, but that. That learning to live with Christians side by side, it, that is the way church is supposed to look. And I, I just admire you for what you're doing there. You know, and, and I, I just want to be clear, uh, I'm a businessman. You know, it's if, funny you keep using the term, I want to be clear, because that was, I, I wrote a paper today and I kept <laughs> using that phrase. So nice. it's something hanging in the air. We're always on the same page, I feel like, every time we connect, Bert. But it's like, as a businessman, I understand you've got a building, you got utilities. If you have staff, you have salary and payroll. Like the church has to bring in some money. If you go to church, you need to give. Look, here you go. I'll be the independent person. If you're going to attend a church, you need to give in some way. You need to volunteer. You need to, you know, tithe. You need to do something. The, the lights don't stay on without that. That's just just how it is. That is a fact. However. But what, what I'm it, doing, but what it's in your home, then I, that's different. We're not asking for anything. We are 100% self-funded. All we ask is that you come and you just let your guard down. You be vulnerable. You feel whatever you feel. If you got a word, get up and say it. 
If you want somebody to pray for you, I guarantee you that if it's not just me, that there's at least 30 other people I can call out by name that will be there that will stand and pray for you. If you need something, this is a place where we come together and we help each other. But we're taking money out of the ballgame. We're taking commercialism out of the ballgame. And we're just having a raw community experience where people can cry on your shoulder if you need to. You can just walk around the Perry. Um, you know, I, I, I told this in my, in my last broadcast with you that, you know, one of the things that really shaped some of my values and beliefs was um, I'm a military guy, army guy, and uh, we attended a church, and there was this guy that was really transforming into a Christian. You know, uh, he'd always been touched a little bit, you know, by it, but he just wasn't all in. And uh, 101st Airborne, two combat dr- jumps into Vietnam, and he couldn't join that church because he had a pack of Marlboro cigarettes in his pocket. They wouldn't allow, that was part of their doctrine. Yeah, it's just bizarre. But look, I'm a sinner, and we all are. This is a place that whatever it is that, that, that you are, you're free to be that, that person there. You know, and you're going to have people that's going to love on you. You know, um, one of the things that we talk about all the time is some of the controversial issues in the church today. On life, I'm, re- I'm ready. Let's hear them. And so forth. And it's like, my wife survived two bouts of cancer. And when she had that cancer in her body, I wanted it gone. I wanted every part of that cancer gone. I didn't want her gone. Right. I wanted the cancer gone. And for the for some of those people that are walking in some tough times and controversial issues and controversial lifestyles, hey, look, it's real simple. When Jesus met the lady at the well and all her past and her background, he talked into her life and he said, go and sin no more. And if we can help you get to that point to where you want to go and sin no more and focus on Jesus, and that's that's part of what this is, you know. Um, we just want to love on people. Absolutely, you know. Some of the uh, I, I hear exactly what you're saying with that situation is people get uh, sometimes with church they feel that they can't attend church because they're not right enough or stuff yeah. to that effect. And if you would come into the church uh, in any whether it's your whether it's at your house with your worship. Uh, nights or whether it be a church on a Sunday morning, take a good look around. There isn't anybody that's got it all together. I mean, everybody's kind of a mess. Yep. And, uh, you know, on the other end of that, we have, um, when we start taking a look at how Jesus dealt with each person, lepers, they had a flesh issue. You have a flesh issue. Blind, you don't see either. <laughs> Deaf, you don't hear either. I mean, we can go through oh, yeah. everything that he's doing there is every miracle he does is you. Yeah, It's you as a person. And uh, if you are think you're beyond all that, well, then you're blind, deaf, and dumb right there. Yeah. And so another thing I have to confess is this. I'm a drummer. I've been a drummer since, uh, and, you know, there is drummers anonymous <laughs> right. and you, I you can, I, I would go in there and give it a shot with them, bro. Oh, I would, dude, I would, I would let you, but it's like, I've been drumming since like 1985 
So I, that's that's the musician that I am. But about four years ago, I had a dream. God had me on stage leading worship. And I haven't sang since I was like a teenager. And I, I told Shannon three years ago, I said, I feel like I'm supposed to learn to play this guitar. And I wanted her to buy me guitar lessons for Christmas. And she did. And I'm not, you know, I look at it like this. I'm like almost okay at the guitar. Like there's levels, right? Almost okay, okay, almost good, good, well. Then someday you, you get maybe mastery level. I'm I'm just trying to get to okay, right? I get it, man. I, I you're not everybody's <laughs> gonna jump in and be uh BB King no, or, or jump in and be not. Robert Johnson, you know. Uh, and to you younger people, you're not going to jump in and be Slash or right. I don't even know who's out there nowadays. Uh, but, you know, and at the same time, like I am not the best vocalist and I know it. <laughs> but I really think that we are supposed to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And, you know, I kind of joke around with people when I say, hey, if you can talk, you can sing. You just got to learn how to talk in that rhythm. I'm I'm Southern Ohio, so you'll hear a little country You'll come out sometimes, but you know, I just watched a, a caught a thing on like a TikTok deal or whatever, where a uh, guy. I wish I could pull it up because I, I didn't save it, but there was a guy that had the whole auditorium. It was packed full of people. Yep, and uh, he got everybody in there to start sharing their voice. Okay. So he had them all doing this and he would raise his hand and they would go higher and he'd bring it down and they'd go lower. And he started working different areas of the room and it was incredibly beautiful. I'll guarantee you most of the people in that room, probably in that 90% range were like, I cannot do any of that. (laughs) But yet when we all work together, because God didn't make a broken voice in you, he made one. It isn't a noise. He made a voice when it is combined with others. You think to the little video that we did yeah, for I was our, just our music. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> for uh, when we decided to get a bunch of people together and do a uh, Christmas card, uh, which they can find on YouTube. Uh, joy to the world. Joy to the world at Prince of Peace Lutheran Church. Uh, Casper, Wyoming, just look that up and you can hear it. But we all decided to get together, and people kept telling me that's nuts, except for one guy that said, I will help you with that burden. That was you. Well, I was glad to help, and um, I'll tell you, the, the thing that was so incredible was we got together about eight times maybe, you know, prior to the official thing, and it was just so such a blessing. You know, it's like we just let God do what God does. And, um, you know, it wasn't the same people every week, but the cool thing was is because it wasn't, everybody got like a little bit of a personal touch in learning the different parts because we did, you know, we kind of, we did the the Joy to the World from the Chosen Christmas musical. So there were multiple parts and there was different musicians and guitars and bass and piano and drums and all this stuff that come together. But the the coolest thing was the day that we did it, we had a bunch of just guests from different churches come and fill the room and literally in like two hours yep that's about all we were is about two hours it but is, within we had everybody stayed very separated for the about the first 30 minutes yeah. mm-hmm. and then we started organizing people together and saying here try this try this and then 
boom. It sounded like the whole group had been practicing for eight weeks. And it was just an amazing, powerful thing for, for me. Um, worship is just where I feel the most connected to God. And um, uh, that's the musician thing. But I, I'll tell you, it was just a beautiful thing from my point of view to watch the whole thing t- come together and listen to it afterward. And and um, if you've listened to it, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Because it was great. We'll close out the show with it today. Love it. Love it. And, I'll, and I'll play the whole thing. We'll close out the show today with that instead of our norm just so uh people can hear what it sounds like when you get when you get groups of people together and most of those people are like i can't say i can tell you i had i had an old rig manager that was there that he he would tell you i can't sing i'm i'm not singing but he sang he sang and i had older people younger people we had the wide spectrum we actually had i believe seven or eight churches yeah that all were represented there, and it just showed the body of Christ flowing together. And that's exactly what you're doing out at your place. That's what we're trying. It, it isn't about being uh, a church. It's about being the church, yep. and that's really got to constantly be our goal. You know, and it's like, just to reiterate, you know, what I said earlier, Our like my agenda is that people see what we're doing, and they replicate it with their own families, like, it is not hard. I mean, you can do soup. You know, if you're worried about financial stuff, you know, one of the things that, that we did, and it was, you know, it, it wasn't even, I, I think, that we did it on purpose for this, but we just kind of stopped eating out so much. And when we stopped eating out so much, guess what? We had plenty of money to to, to make a, a meal for 12. We, we roughly have 12 people on average at our house every Friday. So 12, sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less. But, like, it is not a financial burden to bake bread, put a meal together for 12 people and a salad or, you know, whatever you want. But just the fact that, um, oh, I should take you through the steps, too. Uh, when you come to our Sabbath dinner, that's what we call it, um, everybody gets there and does all their, you know, last-minute stuff. It's, like I said, people bring different stuff. And then we come to the, the table. And when we come to the table... We we for two, for the first year we read the traditional Hebraic blessings and people didn't even know what the words were. Neither did we. We had to look them up. You know what I mean? Right. And then you after gotta, you got to kind of get your <laughs> yeah, get a hawk in there. Hawk. And um, you know, after a year of hosting families, you know, Shannon and I talked about it. And it was like, why don't we write this in the words that we use? So, you know, we, re- we rewrote the blessings. We, we say the same thing, but we also um, add Jesus into everything. But we do a, a meal where the first thing we do is we bless the lighting of the candles. And uh, my son Jude will come over and he'll light the candles. And we'll bless the children. And then Jude will read a blessing where we are asking the Holy Spirit to come. We're thanking him for being there. We're asking him to bless us. We're asking to be blessed upon his departure. And then CJ, my oldest son, will read a blessing that is just like, it's one of the sweetest blessings. Um, I love to listen to it because it just really takes us back to refreshing our bodies from the week that we just worked and focusing on God. And then after the blessings are read, uh, are read, we all read together blessings to take communion. And we bless the wine, and we drink the wine, and we bless the bread, 
and we eat the bread together. And, uh, you know, we kind of Americanized it. We got like oil and vinegar and, uh, Parmesan cheese. And, no, that's you know, Italian stuff, it. right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Italian. Hey, you know, we're, you don't get a body like mine in the gym. You have to work at it, you know, eating that. I hear you, bro. My calories. I, you know, people hack on you when you're a little bit chubby, but they don't realize the, the, the magnitude of the investment. It's a big you know investment. I mean? It is. Yeah. So let me, let me kick to you this is, uh, have you've got all this road out? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that is something that you might uh, just really think about starting to put out, laying out, not not yeah, sure. that it is That's a good deal, idea. but start laying it out uh, to share with people that are at your house. Mm-hmm. And if anybody uh, else wants it, but the people that are there and you're like, hey, you want to do this in your home, yep. you can kind of lay it down for them. Yeah, I'll put it on one thing, I, your, your oldest boy, his name? CJ. CJ. Now, CJ. Jace. Yeah. See, now, CJ, the one thing with him is I have seen him. Uh, he could rattle off his Hebrew like he was born in Israel, man. He memorized the whole thing in Hebrew. He doesn't. He doesn't do it every Friday anymore. But if you ask him, he'll he'll he he really took some ownership into the the part that he plays, and he 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 sounds great. He does sound great. I. Yep. I, in fact, I just, I truly admire him for doing that. It is, it is a very, very awesome thing. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, um, we'll just have, we got to keep working, uh, on some of this, getting, getting this stuff out there because, you know, one thing that has happened is Christianity has a tendency to throw all of the Jewish culture out the window because we're Christians, yeah. Uh, not realizing that for a long time the Christians were just considered a sect of Judaism because we had the same God mm-hmm. and we had a lot of things, so much in common. So, uh, you know, I just, I love the fact that you're doing this. I, I, I very, very much appreciate it. You know, we've, I heard this from a, uh, an army commander of mine. He's like, if we, shoot for the moon and miss, we land upon the stars, you know? And it's like, that's our goal is to try to put ourselves into some of the same things that Jesus would have done when he was on the earth. And this Sabbath dinner is something he did. It was. that. It, that's absolutely right. He, we know he did that Sabbath dinner because he got betrayed after that Sabbath yep. dinner. And all of that stuff is something we do at communion week after week. In most churches. Sure. But, uh, you know, uh, but the blessing, uh, the that becomes very, very important. Um, with your, uh, with your um, collective, how many of them are really Jewish or Hebrew root? And uh, are they pretty consistent on showing up? So, um I'm just going to throw you out there. So here you go. You know, uh, every Friday night, we pretty much have uh, Shannon's mom and dad, Rod and Debbie, Shannon's uh, sister and brother-in-law, Sabrina and John, and then Philip and Carrie Derby and Joy and Jeff Clark are there. They're kind of like our uh, foundation of worship on the prairie for um, Friday night Sabbath dinners. But we also, um, Shannon stays connected. She's actually in a Bible study with some of the people that, Used to attend Hebrew roots, and and I, I I'm sorry to keep saying Hebrew roots out there, not. But what do they? We're not what, really. 
Yeah, I know that that's not what yep. you are, but uh, but people need to understand that's kind of where some of this kind of sure it's very common nowadays. If they were to walk into a place, they should feel comfortable in there. Yeah, you know, I, I guess to explain a little bit, like Church of the Messiah, where we came from, uh, or spent some time at in Ohio, is what you call a Messianic Jewish church. Which what that means is they still hold uh, the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, as being uh, an important lifestyle to abide by, but they also believe in everything Jesus did and said and brought in the Gospels, and you know, so it's just kind of a way to um, to stay connected to both sides of the Bible. That's fair enough, and that. Uh... So, you know, a lot of, you also don't want to get too held up in legalism either. The right. way they're like, oh, well, we better go sacrifice a goat. Sure. You know? Yeah. So <laughs> we do we, any of that. We really stay out and, and try to make sure everybody know that we are not looking at any of the legalism stuff. Like the only f- formal part of our Friday nights is the, the traditional blessings. As soon as we take communion, it's just getting some good food and just sharing what's on your heart. Who are you connecting um, and just getting to know other Christian people? And it's just beautiful, you know, and I, I put it all to the fact that when Jude reads the blessings that specifically ask the Holy Spirit to come and bless us, that he does every week. I believe that wholeheartedly because even in that's part of the reason I've ended up in the church I'm in because they do similar things. Yeah. And uh, as they do them, uh, I, you know, because I, I really honestly, when I told the Lord I would take a pulpit, I figured I'd be doing exactly what you're doing because that's what I'm going to do. I've trained for this. I'm ready for this. Right. And the Lord sent me a completely different place. And then at the end of it, I went, uh, one day he shows me all this. He goes, yeah, they're doing that. You said you wanted this. This is this is doing it. It looks a little bit different, yeah, but it's not really that different. It actually is staying right in there. We read Old Testament. Yep. We read uh, something from uh, the Book of Psalms. We also read something from you know the New Testament, like an epistle or something like that, and then we read the um, Gospel. Now, the reason they do that is because Moses did that. Moses read the law. Here's the law. Moses wrote the the first uh, Psalms. Okay. And a lot of people don't realize Psalm 100 is the first Psalm written. Wow. Just so you know. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, and it was written by Moses. So if you you pay attention, those books are not all in in proper order in there. Uh, They're put into order for, they're put into a specific order for reason. But, uh, yeah, you can check that out, man. Yeah, for sure. And uh, But you'll find that Moses did the same thing yeah. that is happening in the liturgical churches, but they've thrown all the Jewish stuff out the window. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, uh, you know, even during this time of Lent, I wear sackcloth. Okay. And they had never, ever seen that before because that's a very Jewish thing to do. And I was like, no, we need to, we need to be in tune with this, man. Yeah. So. Well, you know, um. Uh, Pastor Jim Shade uh, did this um, service at Washington Park a couple years ago, and um, uh, I got to play with his worship team during that. And, you know, he made this really strong point that there's no page in that Bible 
that doesn't apply to our lives. That would be an actual fact thing. Just that's how it is. And and all too often, you know, uh, I think it's just a human nature that when we kind of want something, we'll pick out a scripture that applies to that. So you <laughs> the manipulation of the Bible. I love point. when people do you that. You know, it's Never. just like uh, if you start it uh, at the beginning of Matthew and you read to the end of Matthew, you're going to find some places that you can say, well, this applies to this circumstance. But if you back up a couple chapters, right, you'll find that, well, you know what? It also could apply to the whole thing. You know, there's just there's so many things. And it's like you got to use the whole thing. And, and I feel like the the easiest way to do it, and this is this is what, you know, I've shared with some, some folks recently, and that is if you're praying and asking God to lead you, if you're not at peace, press pause. True. The other thing you can enter into very dangerous prayers with him, and I would suggest if you really want to have a deeper walk, that that's one of the things you do. And one of the first things you do is say, Lord, is where is the areas I've offended you? Right. And get them cleaned up. And then all of a sudden, when you're talking to him, he will constantly show you things. One thing, uh, and I, I said this on the last episode uh, to two young people that were in here with us, oh, actually a couple episodes back, they're all starting to merge together, that's great, <laughs> uh, is, uh, you know, whatever the Lord tells you, he'll back up in his word. Yep. And uh, and it won't be out of context. It will be, it'll be fact. Well, you know, it's it's something that was not an original plan for worship on the prairie worship on the prairie. Like the whole concept when I first felt like this is what we're supposed to do. Your, it was, your plan or his plan. Let right. me ask you the, that is his plan, not your plan. And that's what is developing is like, I'm seeing what his plan is and it's evolving. I love it. But like when I first felt like he told me to do this, I didn't feel like he told me to read a scripture every day. I didn't feel like he told me to pick up my guitar and worship him on front of the whoever. I like the first time we did it, there was 645 views of me and my son uh, playing songs and worshiping. So it's not about that. It's listen and do. I felt like God said, pick up a guitar and worship me. And we did it. And I feel blessed. I feel like I'm honoring what he told me to do. Um, I really felt like. I heard it for the last time. People making excuses on why they can't get into the word every day. And I felt like God challenged me. Well, you're not in the word every day. Hypocrite. Christian hypocrite. You're not in the word every day. What? Why don't you? Why Jesus, don't you? Don't what? be hacking on me, man. <laughs> Chill, bro. <laughs> so, you know what? I, I committed to it. And, uh, you know, one of the things I can tell you about my character is that if I commit to something, I'm going to do it. So it takes me four to five minutes a day. I uh, Because we started March 1st, um, basically, I picked Proverbs. There's 31 days in, in March. There's 31 Proverbs. What a great place to start. And, uh, you know. I, you know, a lot of guys in prison do their time that way. Yeah. Proverb every day. Mm-hmm. Psalm every day. Well, let me throw this on your deep self. How many of our listeners are in some kind of prison? 
whether it's oh yeah bars or not uh, the proverb I, I, every day the invisible is a, prison is every a, day bro is a ladder right it's a stepping stone to get out of that prison yeah for yeah. me I call it cut, cutting our way through the gate. Yeah, right. Through the fence. You got to cut your way through the fence. Yeah. Well, Jeremy, thank you a billion Absolutely. times over for coming here and sharing. I hope you'll come back and no, share with me a little bit more from time to time and bring in some of the other people with you. Sure. Uh, so we can uh, talk with some of them, especially ones that are uh, in a in a solid Hebrew root church, just so we can find out a little more on that detail of stuff. We'll work on that on Good Friday. We'll find uh, some people that would come and awesome, do it with us. and yeah, just so they can give us some inputs and share that with people. And the other thing is, the more that we tear down the prejudices between uh, Christians, mm-hmm. then we'll start to function better. Yeah. So. We're going to close her out. Are you ready to close her out? I'm ready. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hey, I, I tell you, I always, uh, we're going to close out with some different music today. So we're going to see if we can, if we can actually get this thing to play. And uh, so we'll be talking to you next time on The Barbarian Prophet. But just remember, Jesus loves you, and I love you, and there's absolutely nothing you can do to stop us.